Today on Banter I Hardly Know Her. Wes and Perry break down their top five favorite war movies in honor of Veterans Day and a salute to our veterans. Thank you for your service. Sweet. West, it's been a couple weeks since we last recorded. We had a nice conversation with good old Jason Marsden last uh, last time we talked. Unreal. So Unreal. That was that was such a blast. But now back to reality. Wes, what you been up to the last couple weeks? Oh man, well I've been going to work and try- attempting to be productive. I've learned that I I have I don't really know exactly how we've gotten to this point, but I can I, I don't want to say memorize, because that seems like I put in a lot of effort into it, and I really didn't. But I know 193 of the world's flags. Wow. Congratulations. And what is your favorite? Estonia. Estonia is my wow. favorite. On Veterans Day, you say Estonia is your oh, favorite. Oh, dang it. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the we Indi- are recording this Indiana on Veterans Day. No. I've always had an affinity for flags for some reason, and I always knew a whole bunch of them. And I was like, let's just take this test to see how many I know. And the first time I took it, it was like 180, and now I've gotten myself to 193 just because I want to get them all. And there's only 200-something, right? Uh, there's, I think there's only like 196 recognized, because a lot of countries just don't recognize other countries. Wow. So it's kinda, you've got, it's kinda rude. you've got Slovenia down? Oh, duh. Because it was on our wall for so long? Oh, of course. Of course. Nice. Yeah. There's only yeah. a couple I don't know, and they're all like small countries in Africa. And I can never remember how to spell their names, which is why I struggle. Uh, like Djibouti? No, I got that one. Oh, okay, of course, of course. <laughs> I don't know what that flag looks like. I do. <laughs> how, how's your Halloween? You dress up as a as a Playboy bunny, like you said? Uh, Perry, I never said that. Oh, uh, never mind. That was somebody else. <laughs> that was me. Uh, it was good. I hung out with friends from high school. Kind of a wild time. We made monster cookies and... If you if you liked your high school friends in high school and then you grew apart from them a little bit in college, they're more fun in adulthood. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you not you don't feel you don't feel like disconnected from them? Like you can't relate to them anymore? No, we are we we were we were vibing. Great. And now sparks, you know they sparks now, flying everywhere. Yeah, and now you know they like bring husbands and wives, and I'm just like, oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> So you were like a seventh wheel? No, so there's one single boy that would be me, and there's one single girl, and so. Oh well, then obviously. So together we are like ninth and tenth wheeling. Well, then you got to wife that girl up, obviously. N- no. <laughs> Hopefully she listens to banter. I hardly know her. I don't know if she does. I don't think she does. <laughs> how rude! How rude of her! How, there, there's the reason why. There's the reason how why. How rude I can't. of her to not listen to a show that she may have not heard of. How rude. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, she's heard of it. I tell everybody. <laughs> I'm Good, a, I'm a wa- I am a walking billboard for banter, okay? You seen that that AT&T commercial where the girl's like at the end she's like word of mouth advertising. It's what yeah. they used to do before commercials. I'm just like, <laughs> but it's one of the most awkward commercials ever because at the end I'm just like, am I supposed to be laughing? Or like, no. what's my 
what's the reaction I'm supposed to have to her turning to the camera and saying that? I don't know, but that was what I was thinking of right there, Wes. Word of I mouth advertising. That. That's that's you. That is me, and I. Uh, there's a lot of words that come out of my mouth. This is factual. Our 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 uh, audience can attest to that. I have I have yet I will say I have yet to tell any of my coworkers that I am on a podcast. Oh wow, nice! And, and I intend on keeping it that way. <laughs> it's come up more. It's come up more in my job because uh, I tend to talk about just. I tend to mention that in skills, technical skills that I that I've acquired. Um, mm. And so they ask, "How do I?" have audio skills or you know editing skills or whatever and uh so that's how it comes up sometimes and then you you drop the plug oh yeah i'm like well let me just show you a little piece of my work here Um, (laughs) you know i'll just bring up our uh you're interested in hearing about a a fast food olympics because that you know just that might be our worst episode ever (laughs) that might be our worst episode ever great i don't know uh, great title flannels and flatbreads that's actually an interesting question What's our worst episode ever? I feel like we could get some strong feedback. Yeah. Let's ask the Insta. How about I ask <laughs> right now, live. Live. As we're recording, live. But when you hear this, it will be not live. Maybe that's an episode we need to do, Perry. A roast of banter. A roast of banter? Maybe. I don't know how we would do it. We could get some guests. I'm sure we have plenty of friends that want to just lay into us on national media <laughs> all right random question what is our worst episode of banter see now we're gonna run into our friends that don't want to hurt our feelings and so they're just not gonna say anything they're gonna be like oh they're all good and we'll <laughs> and we'll know that those are the fake ones. They're the real friends, but the fake fans. All right, it is posted. We we can we can give some some live updates uh, as Ooh, we record updates. this episode. That's fun. <laughs> so uh, we'll see who our swing states are, who goes red, who goes blue. Stop. Um, <laughs> I think. Am I? I feel like I'm the blue one because I love donkeys so much. Maybe so. You know, I uh, I've ridden an elephant, so there you go. Do you remember? Um, Remember when we were on our road trip in Boston and they had like the Democratic donkey and because it was a giant metal donkey, I hugged it. True. Yeah. Remember when we touched the the bull's balls in New York? Yeah. I'm still not rich, though. Yeah. I mean, neither. Isn't anyway. that what that was supposed to do? Yeah. That's like the, the Wall Street bull. Yeah. The you got to do it. Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Just it's just a thing you got to do in New York City. So I mean, we were in li- it, 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 there was a line. It wasn't weird. You'll understand when you're older, mom. So, okay. So, Wes, you been watching anything anything lately in the last couple of weeks? Well, I can tell you that today I worked from home, which meant that I had my laptop on while I was, you know, typing, doing my work, and in the background was Christmas movies, because we've reached <laughs> that time of year. No, we have not. Um, but other than that, I have... What, what Christmas movies? Oh, crap. Um, the first Hallmark? one was... The first one was The Christmas Chronicles, which is a Netflix original uh, starring... Yes, Kurt Russell. Yes, Kurt Russell. It's it's fun. I like it. I like Kurt Russell as Santa. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I've seen enough uh, posters. <laughs> it's a fun one. Not gonna lie, he okay. he makes like he's like not fat, and he makes several like jokes like why are they always making me fat? Da, 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 da. I just I just think that's funny. And Kurt Russell, they is have a funny a, Santa. 
They have a second one coming out, I think, this year. I st- it's already on. I saw oh, it. it. I haven't oh. watched it yet, but I will. Um, gotcha. I didn't have time to watch it the day before we recorded. And so I watched that one, and this other one's called, like, A Christmas Catch. It was not a good movie. I mean, it was a it was a fun little Christmas movie, but it was not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas Prince. That was also on there. <laughs> Isn't that the one like, Vanessa Hudgens? V-Hudge? Okay, so there's like three or four Christmas Prince movies. Because I saw one that had the girl that is Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls, whose name is Oh, yeah. Me. And there's two on Netflix, and neither of them were her. <laughs> And I kind of think you're right. I think there is one with Vanessa Hudgens. So I don't know what I don't know why princes are a thing anymore. I think the only prince in the world is is it like Prince William? Is that his name? Yeah, something like that. So I don't know prince where they Harry be- Styles. Yeah, yeah. No, I think prince... he like I, I think Prince Harry defected. As Patrick a Stewart. I don't know. So <laughs> I I don't know where they're getting all these prince fantasies. But I gotta say, I it's from Twitter it's... moms. Twitter moms, Why? straight from Twitter moms. I don't know. Haven't you seen Fifty Shades of Grey? Well, no, Perry. straight I'm from pretty... <laughs> straight from the Twitter moms. I don't feel like that would behoove me to watch. <laughs> no, 50 Shades I, of Grey. I, I haven't seen it either. Sorry, mom. Again, once again, mom. <laughs> haven't you'll seen Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Did you know? Did you? So I had a couple friends in high school that read the Fifty Shades of Grey books, and we all we all know what Fifty Shades of Grey is about. Okay. Yeah. Everybody. And then there's Fifty Shades Darker, which is the second one, and yep. Fifty Shades. I think it's like Fifty Shades Freed. Freed. Fifty yeah. Shades Freed. Apparently, the third book is no longer mommy porn. It's like chase scenes and car chases and explosions and him trying to like In get the movie? her back. I don't. I haven't watched the movie, but like oh. that's what my friends, as they were telling me as they were reading the books, that that was happening. I was like, this is huh. not what you painted it out to be. But okay. <laughs> I mean, from what I've heard from the people that have seen it, that are not those moms, you know, or those those mm-hmm. tw- those like thirty year old women that indulge in that kind of stuff um or men i don't know you do you but uh we know the target audience anyway uh <laughs> i from what i've heard from everybody is like those are some of the worst movies ever made yeah they're have, just not like, good to have gotten three movies is just insane um also uh just seeing seeing social media posts about those movies just like blow my mind like like a post might be like man i gotta get i gotta get me a man that treats me like christian gray treats you know and it's It's like like, uh, what like binds you and and locks you up and is like (laughs) and fun fact i have seen half of 50 shades darker i think it was one of the two either the first one or the second one and no, you do not want a man like him. He was awful to her. He was no, rude. You don't. That's he domestic was, abuse. He was rude. He like stood her up on a date, like made up for it by taking her for a ride in his helicopter. It was it was yeah, no. Yeah, man, that's that's a rant. So cool. That's Apparently, what we yeah. do. We this is this, this is, is great. Bantering. This is gold. This is bantering. Absolutely. Except we're on the same side. Except we're on the same side. We're bantering against the man. Big <laughs> Big movie. Big movie. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like Big Pharma? Down with Big Movie. <laughs> we should call it. We big, should call 2K. Big, big Studio. I big don't know. Studio. Big Hollywood. 
Yeah, Big Hollywood. Down with Big Hollywood and their ideals. Anyway, uh, Wesley, yes. what else have you been watching? I know there's some other stuff that you've been watching that, that I suggested yes. to so you. So the other day, listeners, Perry told me that I should watch, Is it? it's called The Dragon Prince, right? The Dragon Prince. And the lead character is voiced by none other than Jack DeSena, who, if you don't know, is the leader of Team Avatar, Sokka. That's right. That's and right. And what it's got another Avatar connection too, doesn't it? You told me, and I forgot. Yeah. So Aaron E. Has is a lead writer for it. And okay. He was a, a lead writer for. He was not one of the creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender because that was Michael DiMartino mm-hmm. or Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko, but he was one of the lead writers for Avatar. It's also executive produced by Giancarlo Volpi, who is the one the guy who directed the most episodes. I believe it was like nineteen. Okay. Of the 61 episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. So, definitely some connections there. Yeah. And I've powered through the first season already in like two days. It's not nice. very long. It was like nine episodes. Yeah, nine so, episodes. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It's it's yeah. not as good as Avatar. Like, I will not. think we know that. But, like, it's an interesting fantasy world. I've noticed that... I've started to notice that every single fantasy world includes elves. <laughs> Apparently. Um, and they're all... Like, a little bit different, but yet also all seem to be murderous in yep. some way, i.e. Legolas, i.e. this. <laughs> yeah, they can um, all fight, I guess. Yes, and they all have pointy ears, because that's what Except we decided Except for Christmas elves. True. Well, I don't so. know. I don't know, Perry. In in Christmas Chronicles, the Christmas elves start fights, so. Oh, wow. Saying, and they still have those pointy ears, and one of them threatens to cut off a man's manhood with a chainsaw. So, oh dang! Let's. Okay. I'm pretty sure all elves are murderous. All right, facts. And it's been it's been good. I mean, it's what you would expect: magic, dragons, elves, anything you would put in a fantasy world. You know, medieval swords and knights and stuff like that. But the plot is pretty decent, I think. Um, the animation's different, which is yes, it's pretty. Re- it's kind of refreshing. I like it. Okay. Yeah, it's I, I've also just watched the first season. Uh, I haven't got season two just yet. Definitely can see the similarities to Avatar. Like, they're definitely building, like, their team Avatar in the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. They've got their, their Sokka, which is also happens to be voiced by Sokka. And they've got... Well, I guess they don't... Do, who's the Aang? I don't really know if they have an Aang. Well, I would classify Sokka as the Aang. Yeah, Sokka may be the Aang, but he's also the funny one, too. And he's also very Sokka-ish. Yeah, for sure. they, they literally, there's literally a line about like him having like a quip for everything or something, and uh, I was like, that's such a Sokka line. Also, there's, I know for a fact, I've heard this from other people that there's a line later in the series where he's like, boomerang, like he's, there's a no. boomerang, yeah, and it's totally a callback to uh, to it's Avatar. But wow, but yeah, then the elf girl is, you know, she's. She's got some depth, and the other brother, um, Ezrin, I like him. It, it's got a good a good story. I like it. Some good, complex characters, and they've got their, like, general is a woman who uses sign language. To, yeah, she's, to she's mute, has a, at least, yeah. She's mute, and she has, a she has like, a uh, a sign translator. Is that what you... Yep, she signs, who's, also, who's also a soldier. And then, and then he speaks for her. So that's kind of neat. I haven't seen anything like that before in a show. Uh, the style of the show, you're right, is weird. Um, it feels to me like 
the frame rate is is quite slow, possibly for like budget constraints. Um, but it feels like the movement of the backgrounds, like the mm-hmm. move at twenty four frames per second, which is typically your standard, uh, while the characters might be a little slower, um, like ten to twelve frames per second. Like the just the character movements are, uh, I just feel a little choppier. So that was tough to get used to, but after I did get used to it, uh, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I did read though that they smoothed out and the animation a little bit for the for the mm-hmm. following seasons. So I'm excited to get back to that. It should yeah. should be fun. Uh, who's your favorite character in that so far? Uh, probably Callum. I mean, that's pretty basic. Yeah, Callum. But I like I like Callum a lot. Yeah, I also Callum. like I also like the. Uh, the dark magic girl whose name escapes me at this very moment. I think it's like Rayla or or no, uh, Cla- Claudia. 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 Yeah, Rayla's the elf. Rayla's the elf. Claudia's the the purple haired witch. I, that I like Claudia just because she she has some good puns. Yeah, Claudia and her brother are definitely gonna be like just to make a prediction. Like, okay, uh, I've watched a lot of shows. I have not seen the second or third season of the show, but I'm gonna make a prediction right now, Wes. That is. Mm-hmm. This bad guy that's the dad, all right? He uh uh he gets big, bad. He he is clearly the main antagonist. His kids are like the his like most trusted like henchmen at this point. His daughter is like uh basically a a witch, like a wizard. Uh she mm-hmm. conjures things with spells or whatever. And his son is like the general like a general or um Something just like a, that. <laughs> yeah. Strong fighter military thing guy. Anyway, as of right now, they're on his side at the end of the season and they are trying to go find the princes and uh, kill them. <laughs> so, yes, so they can be king. So that he can be king. Yeah, definitely it's going to be Claudia and whatever his name is are going to be, are going to turn back to realizing that they uh that what they're doing is wrong and saving the princes and that is how uh their bad guys are gonna die in the end that's i would wager that's gonna work i would wager that just the sun goes to good really that's my that's my prediction really but claudia had that connection with uh callum early yeah not really you don't think so no Okay, well, I think anyway. I think she likes dark magic too much. I think that's all she actually cares about. Is she a witch? I don't know. Is she made out of wood. <laughs> I don't know. How do we check? Build a bridge out of her. Ah, build a bridge out of her. I like it. Ah, but can you right. also build a bridge out of stone? Hmm. <clears throat> well, can you burn stone? Some, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if my house is made out of bricks, it can still burn down. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, the reason I am not immediately jumping to season two of The Dragon Prince is because I'm back on the Legend of Korra train. Oh, okay. Uh, so, going to be watching that. Uh, finishing season three shortly. I'm about halfway through. I've binged about five or s- I think, five episodes in the last couple days. Okay. Um, I am actually enjoying season three. The villains are quite formidable, it seems like. Zahir. Uh, but it's almost... <clears throat> what I don't like about season three so far is how... Like, clearly, these villains 
were supposed to have existed throughout the uh, the events of seasons one and two, and because they you know wreak, wreaked havoc, supposedly trying to kill the Avatar when she was a little baby, and they were all super powerful back then too, except for Zaheer. Uh, the other three were, you know, clearly this season was written afterwards, after season two, and. It's just like they have made they clearly have like made these like how can we create four of the most powerful benders to ever exist in Avatar the Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was their goal is like how can we make these guys look like the most powerful benders that have ever existed. So it just seems a little bit like convenient. It's like, oh, here's four benders and they happen to all be more powerful than anybody else that we have seen that isn't mm-hmm. Avatar Aang, you know what I mean? So, but we got to see Zuko, so that's cool. And his dragon. Yeah, and I'm sure Toph is coming before too long here. It's like, did they did they know that they were both alive, or did they just decide that they were going to be alive because they never confirmed that they were dead in the first two seasons? That is a great question. <laughs> I just kind of feel like they're like, all right, season two sucked. Let's turn up the, the connections to Avatar. Uh, the last Airbender here. That could very well be a thing. Three. <laughs> However, we don't really see. I mean, spoiler: you won't see Zuko that much more. Yeah. Um, he's only relevant a couple other times. But yeah, still great. I want to see his uh, his nephew, uh, General Iroh, Dante Bosco. You want to see him yeah. back? <laughs> yeah, I do because Dante Bosco voices him. We love Dante Bosco. We do. Uh, so yeah, that's what we've been watching. Feel free to join. Feel free to join in. We'll keep you updated on future uh, stuff. So, anyway. We could, have uh, a, we could have a banter Netflix watch party. I think that's still a thing. Ooh, that could be fun. I don't know how to do it, but I'm pretty sure it's a thing. Yeah, for sure. Probably. It exists, I'd say. So, anyway, please enjoy some very intense action movie, war movie soundtrack here. And when we, when we come back... We will be ranking our top five war movies. And we are back, and it's Veterans Day as we record this. Quick update, live update on the poll, uh, on the question. Uh, nobody has provided their input. All right, only five people have seen it. That was the live update. Live update brought to you by Banter Hardly Knower. Um, <laughs> brought to you by Body Armor. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Body Armor, unpaid sponsor. Cool, Wes. When I was looking up, thinking about like the movies, war movies I've seen, war movies I haven't seen, there's so many I actually haven't seen. I know there's some like really just like some very like acclaimed ones. Yeah, so too. that's the that's the big asterisk here is that like so many of the classic like 70s, 80s, 90s war movies I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I've seen most of the big ones in the last 
30 years, I would say. So most, I would say in the last, like from 90 to 2020, I've seen most of the big ones. Um, but yeah, I just haven't watched a ton of old movies. So that's the asterisk, asterisk here. So if your favorite is one of those older ones, sorry. sorry. Tell us which one it is. Tell us which one it is and we'll, and we'll check it out. Yes. For show. And we will not tell you that you're wrong until we've seen it. Correct. So, uh, Wes, when we were thinking about what constitutes a war movie, what did we end up? Uh, what did we end up going with here? Uh, basically, people in war. In I guess war. we didn't really like. I didn't. I thought about texting you and saying, "Does Star Wars count?" But I figured that was wrong. Uh, I was gonna make a joke. I was gonna be like, "My number five, Star Wars episode." And then, <laughs> all it. of my, all of mine are Star Wars, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't dare. It's just the top five of my Star Wars rankings from episode 16. How dare you? Skywalker, I hardly know her. Great title. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no Star Wars, but we're talking nonfiction. Correct. Nonfictional war. So, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, the Tom Cruise movie, was one I was thinking of that's basically like D-Day, but with aliens. That's the only one that was really on my list that got uh, eliminated with that. So we've got nonfiction only, mm-hmm. and are we doing like has to be related to like has to have military engagement in the movie? Um, let me look at my list. Sure, I, I feel like it's a pretty vague thing. Okay, so I'm not gonna like just pick on you or anything like for example i will tell you that like one of my honorable mentions that did not make the list was dances with wolves it isn't technically a war movie it's technically a western movie but it's about like a union soldier that runs into like a native american tribe and like the native american tribe fights some soldiers so it's like not really about a war like it's military-esque but it's technically a western sure okay well, so that for me, I I think will eliminate. And I didn't have these on my top five anyway because I was expecting we wouldn't, they wouldn't count. But three movies that I thought of that I I very much enjoy. Two of them being um, Studio Ghibli actually, that are war movies by technicality, but are not depictions of military conflict really. Uh, one is The Wind Rises, two thousand thirteen or fourteen, I forget. Hayao Miyazaki movie. That's about uh, a guy who designs military fighters for mm. Japan. Really good movie. Does not depict like actual fighting uh, combat. Grave of the Fireflies is the other anime uh, movie. Okay. That one is potentially the saddest movie I've ever seen. It basically starts out with like the bombing of uh, mm. Hiroshima, I think, and and it focuses on these two kids, this boy who's about maybe 13 and his little five or so year old sister, Setsuko, I believe is her name. And I forget the boy's name. Yeah. So their, their, their mother is killed by the bombing Mm. and their father is, is in the war and they haven't heard from him. And so they are basically, uh, they basically end up, uh, as homeless kids fending for themselves in the middle of this war, trying to survive, and they just have nothing, and they're just waiting, hoping the war will end, hoping their father will come back, 
Mm-hmm. And it is just an excruciating hour and 40 minutes of your time. Um, you are in shock of how sad it is the majority of the movie. But very good movie nonetheless. Uh, makes me even feel things. So, <laughs> um, But does not depict military conflict. Does not depict combat at least. And then the third of those being the imitation game with Benedict Cucumber Batch. <laughs> Um, and that was about, uh, some code breakers during World War II. Um, so definitely a war movie, but no combat. So those are eliminated. Wes, who's starting our top five? Well, let's see what kind of random fact I can obscurely choose for us to pick today. I do have kind of a cheat in my top five. I'll say that right now, but I'm, I will, I will, uh, I will stand by it. I will defend it. I can't think of Um, okay. Whoever has had Chick-fil-A most recently will go first. Okay, I had Chick-fil-A. I feel like I'll probably lose, and I've had Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A pretty recently. I had Chick-fil-A Friday. I have not uh, had Chick-fil-A week. in like three weeks. Oh, wow. Okay, I win. So you will go first. I win. <laughs> you see, hey, I did better that time. Usually I just come up with a thing beforehand, and I don't actually say whoever's what will go first. So we are so developing. Yes, you're going first, Perry. All right. My number five. We've talked about this movie very recently on the show, Dunkirk. Hmm. Yeah. Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan, 2017, I believe, um, depiction of uh, World War II. Um, D-Day, I believe. Let me double check here. I don't have it pulled up. But uh, basically, Dunkirk, like, it's one of those movies that, like, I know I didn't include it in my top five Nolan movies, but... It's one of those movies that's like, it's just, it's just objectively good. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have particular connection to it or any of the characters or the story or my viewing experience. So it's not like one of like my movies that just like absolutely touches me Mm -hmm. in some way, but it's just objectively a great movie uh, and a great depiction of war. So uh, it's just. Can't really argue with it. Um, I feel like de- deserving a place in my top five. Uh, it is about so World War II. Um, Allied soldiers from Belgium, British Empire, and France surrounded by the German mm-hmm. ar- German army and are evacuated. Um, it's about the the air, sea, and land battle, and it depicts those mm-hmm. in three different timelines, which is really interesting. But uh, but yeah, Dunkirk number five. I'm gonna say Perry. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Why is that? Because you love yourself some Christopher Nolan. I do. I do. But it's crazy. That's my, like, what did I say? Seventh favorite Christopher Nolan movie? Something like that, yeah. Wesley's number five. I am going with American Sniper from 2014. Hmm. Hmm. It's a biographical... Is that biographical? Biographical? That's the correct way to say that word, I think? Sure. Yeah. Um, directed by Clint Eastwood, a legend, um, starring the absurdly handsome Bradley Cooper, who needs to just chill to make us all feel a little bit better. Perry, let me, let me tell you my, my, um, American Sniper viewing experience when it came out, okay? Okay. So, my friend Adrian and I, we went to this movie because none of our friends wanted to. Still in high school at this point, okay? And we go see it. Who doesn't love a good war movie, right? 
And we all know the ending. Chris Kyle, unfortunately, um, dies. And I was livid. <laughs> okay? I was, <laughs> I was livid when that happened. And I leaned over to my friend and I was like, that's the worst ending to a movie I've ever seen. And she looks at me and she goes, Wes, this is a true story. And I was like, what? I watched the entire movie, American Sniper, for the first time, not having a clue it was a true story. Wow. Yeah. Somehow, I missed that part. Oh, boy. But, I mean, now that I know it's a true story, I like it even more. Uh, I got a 7.3 on IMDb and won an Oscar for Best Sound Editing. Fun fact. It was nominated for, like, I think it's nominated for six of them, including Best Picture and Best Actor, but it did win Best Sound Editing, which feels like a JV award compared to the others, but that is okay. <laughs> um, and yes, great movie, in my opinion. You know, that that pick sucks, Wes, but uh, I'll actually go ahead to my number four, uh, what, which is what? American Sniper. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, my number four, American Sniper as well. Wes already said all the stuff that you need to know about, you know, what it was rated or was nominated for. Uh, Bradley Cooper does a phenomenal job in this movie. Uh, I would say one of his best performances. I mean, there's some there's some great ones up there, of course. Uh, Star is Born is a recent one that Wes and I loved with Bradley Cooper in it. Um, I, I have some some fun memories of watching this in theaters and then uh, putting a a sheet uh on the on my wall uh in the on the back porch like back porch uh side of the house and projecting uh watching american sniper on the side of the house one Mm. time with with some of my friends in high school so uh don't know why this is a movie we chose but hey it is a great movie especially with with a bunch of your your high school guy friends this this was kind of a right up our our alley um but just really cool, uh, really sad at the end, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but who doesn't love like learning about like how sniper in the military, you know, works? And um, Bradley Cooper's kind of huge in it, which is crazy if you've watched some of his movies since. Yeah, <laughs> he is huge in this movie, and and then loses his weight to become a, a regular human being in all his other movies. So anyway, American <laughs> Sniper, my number four, really good, really good movie. Yeah, yeah. Chris Kyle was a massive man. That's, yeah, he was. And Texas boy. Everything's bigger in Texas. Everything is bigger in Texas. All right. All right, Perry. Uh, my number four, Um, it's not, this could not be a war movie episode if Mel Gibson is not mentioned. <laughs> okay. Would you agree? Sure. Uh, I'm going to pick The Patriot from the year 2000. The Patriot. Okay. Um, it's from 2000. You gotta love Mel Gibson and all his Mel Gibson-ness. Mm. I feel like he was put on this earth to be in military movies and war movies. Sure. Um, got a 7.2 on IMDb. What gets me about this movie, and I won't lie, Perry, this movie, uh, it brings some tears to my eyes. And I know I'm a little more emotional than you are, but you see, we have to watch Heath Ledger die. (laughs) I was about to say, Heath Ledger is a great performance for about 25 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a little longer than that, but. And it's like, dang it, it happened in real life. Now I have to watch it again. Uh, That's true. Um. 
But yeah, basically, plot line, Mel Gibson is a typical farmer who was uh, a military hero in the French and Indian War, and then, you know, the revolution stuff happens, and he says, I'm not going to be in the war, and then they come and they try to take one of his kids. Um, well, they try to... I gotta get this right. I believe they try to take Heath Ledger's character. Yep. And then they go get him back, and then one of his sons gets killed, and then he gets killed, and it's just not great. Um, however, I will say, this movie has been often mentioned to not be very historically accurate. <laughs> okay. Um, there is a scene where the British soldiers burn a church full of civilians. Apparently that's not accurate. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that scene is that scene is tough. Yeah, it's a tough movie, but who doesn't love a good revolution movie? Very, very American, very patriotic, one might say. Hmm. Just in general, that movie is a hard watch. It's mm-hmm. like it's a good movie, not one that I want to watch a lot because uh, it's one of it's, those things everybody it's uncom- dies. It's un- it's sad. It's uncomfy and sad. Everybody you care about dies. Mm-hmm. Every single person, pretty sure. So, also, someone made a good point to me about that movie recently. About how um, that movie is, is a little different than most war movies in, in the sense that it's it's all about revenge. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, vengeance and, and that kind of uh, fighting instead of fighting for your country or fighting to save lives you're fighting Mm -hmm. for revenge um so you know not i i can i can see that point of view for sure but in terms of like the quality of movie like it's undoubtedly uh a great like film very incredibly made great cinematography acting action Mm -hmm. effects great for all of it um but yeah it's a tough watch it's not a fun movie I feel means. like I feel like a lot of war movies can do that way too. Not fun. Yeah, but they're not really meant to be fun. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, except, I think ex- some. I mean, like I feel like the only military thing that's meant to be fun is Mash. <laughs> Mash. Yeah. Well, I had the Patriot on the list of movies I was considering. It did not make my top five. Well, good. That gives us some parody. Yep, we got some parody on here. Uh, so for my number three, Wes, this is where it gets a little tricky. This one is, um, is it a hot take? It it is sort of a hot take. Uh, it is by technicality, a war movie. There is a little bit of combat in it. Um, but it is also kind of a comedy, uh, and it's Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I have not seen that. It's, uh, I, I might get some flack for this, but. It's it's definitely in the war genre, but that would be like it's like a third genre. Um, it's takes place during World War Two in in uh, in Germany, Nazi Germany. Uh, basically, a boy named Jojo um, who basically worships Hitler um, mm-hmm. in a, in a funny, in a silly way, um, satirical way, a satirical way. Right? They find he finds a Jewish girl in his attic. And thinks that, you know, he, he, in his mind, thinks that she's got, she's bloodthirsty and has fangs and, and horns and whatever. Um, and he is trying to, he wants to write a book about, uh, about the Jews so that he will be some great Nazi or whatever and, mm-hmm. and make Hitler proud. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, and Hitler's like his imaginary friend, and Taika Waititi plays Hitler, his imaginary friend, the whole time, which is just, he's just hilarious. <laughs> uh, great, great movie. I would highly recommend it. Um, a little bit of, of sad elements and just, just a little bit of war, uh, like actual fighting at the end when the fighting comes to his town in Germany. Um, so that's, that's the, that's where it gets a little tricky. This movie's fantastic. It's definitely in wartime. It's definitely relevant to war. It's just not like your typical war movie where you got two sides lining up and charging at each other with, you know, muskets and whatnot. Right. So. And this oh. one's got uh, this one's got seven point nine on the old rotten or on the old uh, IMDb and a eighty percent Rotten Tomatoes. So, all right, very nice. Very got nominated nice. for uh, nominated for Academy Award best best picture this year, I think too. Doesn't it have a uh, Scarlett in it? Yeah, Scarlett Johansson was nominated for best supporting actress. Wow, good for her. What a woman. Yeah, yeah. She didn't win though, which is sad. No, but. Uh, did she not win Best Lead Actress this year? I don't think so. I think she got oh, no? snubbed on both. Okay. Well, she also was nominated for that. I know. I don't know. You go back and listen to our uh, Academy Awards uh, episode. and yep. yep. Just go back. Do it yourself. Fact check us. Yeah. All right, Perry. My number three. Um, guess what? Uh, Mel Gibson makes another appearance. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so this one, if I can get my mouse to work. Perry, I don't know if you've seen this one, but this movie is called We Were Soldiers. I I know of We Were Soldiers. I have not seen We Were Soldiers. All right. So basically, you are following um, a typical, you know, group of soldiers in Vietnam. We love Nam. Um, starring Mel Gibson. He's our, you know, your main head. Let's see. He is listed here as U.S. Army Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore. I believe is who he is. Um, it's based on a book. Pretty sure the book yeah, the book was written very da, 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 like recent to the movie. They're only ten years apart. Um, but you follow this group of soldiers through Vietnam, and I watched it in high school. I don't remember why, but we watched it in class, and I'm pretty sure I watched it in an English class. So really, don't know what my teacher was trying to get across to us. But we watched it, and it's pretty—it's pretty tough. It's pretty gruesome. Um, some very Perry. I know you're not a huge Gore fan. Al Gore? Yeah, no, I voted Bush. Uh, Perry, you were like three years old. <laughs> <laughs> However, George Bush is wonderful, um, and so are his paintings. <clears throat> but it—it it came out in 2002. Um, so as you can tell, I'm loving the early 2000s here. And it got a 7.1 on IMDb. One of the characters is one of my favorite actors of all time. The velvet voice of Sam Elliott. Just wow. Yeah. Sam Elliott. Built for Duff. I thought he did the Dodge Ram commercials. Uh, Dodge Ram 1500. I don't know. But, uh, I remember there is... I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I do remember there is a typical soldier that the crowd will become very, very attached to. And, of course, do we get to see him have a happy ending? Absolutely not. And that's... That got me. But it was very gripping. It kept me very engaged. Would love to own it, honestly. If I ever hmm. find it. Nice. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much I can say about that one because I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot about it. Yes, it's good. Gotta yeah. love Mel Gibson, man. You do gotta love Mel. You gotta love Mel. And he's also behind my next pick. Ooh, I feel like I know what it is. I think you do. My number two, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> from 2016. He is the director of this one. He's not actually mm-hmm. the lead. Um, the lead is none other than the amazing Spider-Man himself. And way better than Tobey Maguire and Garfield. Incorrect. Uh, fun fact: Sam Worthington is also uh, in this movie, and uh, he's not in a lot, but he is. Uh, you might know him from being the lead in Avatar, like the Blue People Avatar. Oh yeah, James Cameron's Avatar. I have to say that now because uh, I've seen Avatar: The Last Airbender. Absolutely. So. Great, 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 great film. Uh, I don't know how many times I can... If I add great a lot of times, does that make it seem like better than other movies? I, feel like I don't you know. Need to, I feel like you need to add some extra adjectives like fantastic, exuberant. Exquisita. Hey, mm, yes. Uh, punctual. Oh? Punctual. <laughs> it was on time? Be- uh, beautiful. <laughs> ah, ah. Aladdin reference. Sorry. This movie depicts World War Two. Army medic Desmond Doss, who served during the Battle of Okinawa, he refused to kill people as against his religion, but he was still, like, through his service as a medic, saving, I think it was like 75 to 100 lives, something like that, uh, was he was credited to saving of just dragging off the battlefield and lowering down a, uh, a cliff, basically, um, to safety. And he was awarded Medal of Honor and the only man in American history to receive, well, I guess the first man in American history to receive the Medal of Honor without firing a shot. Mm. So, powerful story. Uh, I love the filmmaking. There's a little bit of, like, some people I've heard, like, talk about how they think it's not as, like, raw as the war movies they like um, because there is some effects in there that could... Um, could maybe rub you the wrong way, um, like some 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 use of the camera um, in some of the battle scenes, and some sometimes they like I don't know, but that's that's the the complaints I've heard about uh, people who don't love this movie. But I love this movie, thus it being my number two. So uh, I also love that movie. So eat your heart out, Peyton Smith. Is he not a fan? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't like this movie. Well, Perry, I love it. Don't worry. All right. Good. Uh, my number two, Mr. Perry Wilson, <clears throat> will be Black Hawk Down. Mm. From 2001. Oh, sorry. 2002. Well, actually, filmed in 2001. Uh, released for the first time in 2001, and then officially released in 2002. Um, it's a 7.7 on IMDb. I watched this movie... For the first time, I, I want to say, like, last fall. And I don't know if a, if a movie's ever made you anxious, because <laughs> it's so intense, but I was anxious the entire time. Mm. Um, very engaging, very loud. Um, if I'm trying to remember the correct... Let me go up here so I can... It depicts the... Uh, the 1993 raid in, I'm going to butcher this, Mogadishu? Somalia, I believe. It was definitely in Somalia. Um, 
So that'd be that'd be Gulf War, right? Is that right? Do you know? Maybe. Probably. Not question mark. Check. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's right. I know my history. Um. Yeah, you know, like all the flags. So you should know that. I do. I can tell you what the flag of Somalia looks like. <laughs> what does it look like? It is a light blue with a white star in the middle. That's it. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of pretty. Oh well. Um. Yes. All I can say is a very intense movie. Feel like it's pretty realistic. That seemed to be what the reviews also thought. Um, and can you really go wrong when you put Ewan McGregor in a movie? I don't know. I, I haven't seen. I haven't it has. Seen it, it has happened. Really? Star Wars Episode One. Oh, stop it! <laughs> they listen. I'm still gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey. man! Wow! But yeah, I haven't actually seen two. this. I haven't actually seen Black Hawk Down. Really? You should. It's good. It's really good. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. So, uh, this is more of like, this isn't like a, like a traditional war, like a bunch of soldiers fighting each other. This is something a little different. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is, this is more modern day, like sending soldiers on missions, you know, small groups of like four of like five to 10, um, getting flown in on the Black Hawk helicopter that, you know, obviously goes down if you couldn't figure that out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you get that one? <laughs> I, I figured that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it gives us a glimpse into, I, I, to, in my in my opinion, it gives us a glimpse of what to in, oh, wow, I cannot speak. Here we go. Gives us, get, wow. Gives us a glimpse <clears throat> into what modern day warfare is like. Nice. Sweet. Uh, well, I will have to add that to the list of movies that I need to watch. At you some definitely point do. I think life. it's it's on something. I think I think it's on a streaming service somewhere. Okay, maybe Amazon Prime though. All right. Well, Wes, my number one is. Can one I guess? That I have tons of recency bias towards. Yeah. Can I guess? Yes. Is it 1917? It is 1917. Nice. Uh, and I have tons of recency bias because I just saw it in January and I, that's, I want to state that now because it's quite possible that in five years, this could be my number four or five or something, mm-hmm. you know, like it just, I, I love it now and I thought it was amazing, but I can also see how it could get old. Um, mm. it was just, it struck me and, and the, this is why it struck me the way it did. And I did explain this, uh, in an episode right after I watched it. Don't remember which episode that was, though. Um, but yeah, directed and produced by Sam Mendes. Um, this movie, what makes it so different is the way it's shot. It, it puts you essentially in the movie as a character that follows the lead characters the whole time. There's only one hard shot, like one hard cut, I mean, in the entire film uh, when our lead character like hits his head, basically, and there needs to be some passage of time. There is a cut. Other than that, it feels like that you are that the camera is just following the character with no cuts for the rest of the movie. That's crazy. Um, and the way they do it is they film it in like seven or eight minute scenes with a hidden cut um, at the end of the scenes. The hidden cut might be like the camera moving from inside of a room out to like going outside of the room, and when it kind of goes through the doorway there could be mm. a hidden cut or when like uh, a soldier walks by right in front of the camera, there could be a hidden cut. Interesting. Um, or when there's one scene where uh, I saw a cut when he was jumping into the water at one point, And when the camera also jumps into the water, 
Uh, I think when the camera breaks the surface of the water, there might be a, a hidden cut there. Um, just stuff like that where it's just really genius filmmaking. Roger Deakins is a cinematographer. He might be the most legendary cinematographer to ever live. Um, fantastic movie. Uh, I definitely thought it was my favorite movie and should have won the best picture nom that it received, uh, this past year. But, uh, but yeah, that is my number one as of now, recency bias intact. Uh, so, but anyway, right, what's, what's the, uh, what's the theory or the motive behind shooting it like that? Um, did they I just was, want to, or it was just to feel more real, just to feel more okay. raw, uh, just to make you feel like you were on the battlefield with the soldiers. And I've granted it's really, it's, it's, it's not a bat like, so the premise is, um, I think it's, it's something like. It's calling off a scheduled attack. Uh, there, Colonel McKenzie of the Second Battalion um, is is gonna attack, uh, but the, it's it's gonna be a trap essentially. Okay. The next the next morning on the front lines of the battlefield, um, there's gonna be uh, an attack, but it's gonna put the lives of sixteen hundred men in danger. And uh, General um, Aaron Moore sends uh two lance corporals william schofield and tom blake to take the message across the lines Mm -hmm. um through no man's land to reach abandoned german trenches and then go through underground barracks and uh basically just going through just really dangerous areas where uh (laughs) the the soldiers are not because it's just free, like, uh, territory where they could easily get killed. Um, so it's a really dangerous mission, and mm-hmm. they have to get this message to the front lines to tell them to call off the uh, the scheduled attack. So, nice. anyway, really, really good. You're not wrong. All right, Perry, can you guess what my number one is? Uh, I'm going to guess it's Hacksaw Ridge. It is absolutely Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> All right. There wasn't much suspense there, was there? Um, everything Perry said about Hacksaw Ridge, I 100% agree with, except for the whole better than Tobey Maguire thing, but that's irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> and since Perry, since you already talked about it, I'm going to tell you my my favorite part of Hacksaw Ridge is the fact that Vince Vaughn is not a comedian. Oh my goodness, but he's so funny. He's funny, but like, he is in a serious movie for once. Right. He's being str- he's being straightforward. He is not making jokes, but, but the words that are coming out of his out of his mouth and the way he is saying them and and it's just hilarious. Yeah. In my opinion, I know I, I will say in my opinion Andrew Garfield's best performance. I think he should have got the best actor nod yeah. that year. Yeah. Still kind of bitter about it, not going to lie. Um but I also yeah. think this is Vince Vaughn's best performance in a movie. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say that I think Silence may be my favorite, uh, like the 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 best performance by Andrew Garfield. But uh, this one's up there for sure. And Vince Vaughn, I can definitely agree that he's. Yeah. Y- I would never give the nod to to any of those like dodgeball type movies as if you, if you have experience in a war movie, it's probably a better acting. Yeah, did a great job. <laughs> Changed my entire. I mean, I I love my family. 
my parents, myself, we love Vince Vaughn just because he's funny. But that that movie just really made me love him a lot. And I know, Barry, when we saw this and we left the theater, you said, what'd you think? And I said, might be my favorite movie. Wow, yeah. Now now I say that's definitely recency bias. It's definitely yeah. not my favorite movie, but I would put it in the top five ever. Yeah, come to think of it, I haven't watched this movie in quite some time. I have it on Blu-ray, I believe, and I may have only watched it like right after we got the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe I've only watched it two times in theaters and then once when I got the DVD. So I need I need to watch it again real soon. I might have to get some of my roommates to watch it with me. Um but great. I'm glad you picked the number one. I picked yeah, the number I... two. So Yeah. Cool. So we had th- we had two overlapping, Hexar Ridge and American Sniper. Yes. Okay. Sweet, sweet. So that means neither of us put Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> nope. Which is a classic and, and not a bad movie by any means. Uh, no, I, I just, it's got a similar vibe to The Patriot to me that it's just like everybody dies. It's depressing, except for Private Ryan, I guess. So yippee. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, that's what I just didn't like. The fact that like what five, six dudes had to die for one dude to get home. Yep. No, I wasn't a huge fan of that. But um, I think that is probably one of the movies that you think of, though, when you when you say, like, think of a war movie, right? A lot of people will think of Saving Private Ryan first. Yes. There's another movie. Oh, I don't remember now. It's not Saving Private Ryan, I don't think, is it? Where they hide the dead bodies. That's hide the Private. dead bodies. What do hide, you mean? Hide in the dead bodies. Hide in the dead bodies. Oh, I don't know. I remember that being a... I remember my dad watching a movie like that one time, and it's engraved in my mind, but I don't remember what it was. But it yeah. was a war movie. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But that's another movie I think of. Also, I think another one people think of is Inglorious Bastards, which neither of us mentioned. Right, I've never yeah. actually seen it. Haven't I don't seen think, it. You're not a Tarantino fan, are you? No, no, not really. Some other movies that, I wa- that I've watched that are war movies. Lone Survivor. Okay. Pearl Harbor. Uh, so, Pearl Harbor, I, mean, I, I like it personally. It's very, very long. Um, mm-hmm. I like it. We've talked about it in like underrated scores episode. Uh, but I think where it gets lost on people, um, it really kind of takes the, um, Pearl Harbor, uh, event, uh, of World War II and turns it into this like romance tragedy thing. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of rubs people the wrong way about how it depicts that. It puts a little more weight on the romance and love triangle thing going on than yeah. the actual event. Um, Gettysburg is a movie I watched a long time ago. Uh, mm. I remember being pretty good. Greyhound I watched yesterday or two days ago um, okay. on Apple TV. Uh, it's okay. It's just like... You know, Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. He's gonna he know the dude knows how to act in whatever role he's in. Right. Um it's just kind of an interesting movie. You start out the movie, you have about five minutes of exposition where you basically the only thing you find out is that Tom Hanks has this girl that he likes that he wants to marry at some point, uh mm-hmm. after the war. That's 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 the exposition. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then you're then you're on the Greyhound and you are thrust into an hour and 20 minutes of action of trying to avoid and to blow up u-boats um 
and it, it pretty much ends uh, as he is allowed to, or essentially commanded to um, take his ship and a couple other ships to um, England to basically, like, their mission is over. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an interesting movie, uh, not one of my favorites by any means. Um, another one is Midway that I watched with my dad uh, last Maybe in the spring this year, I think, sometime. Decent okay. movie uh, about... So, basically, starts with Pearl Harbor, actually, is how the movie starts. And then uh, and then our response, uh, the U.S. response to that, with uh, it focuses on some some bomber pilots that... Uh, and one in, spe- one in particular who blows up two aircraft carriers in one day. So, that's pretty crazy. And that actually mm-hmm. happened in real life. But, yeah. That movie's pretty good, but it's so much green screen. Oh, um, really? Which is what drew me off about it a little bit. It's just you can just tell it's so much green screen. So, yeah, not going to make my top five, but those are some of the ones that that I thought about that I considered. I think one more, and I haven't actually seen this, but what about Braveheart? Not your typical war movie. You know what, Braveheart? So I was talking to this my roommate Landon, who is on our Christopher Nolan episode. This is one of his favorite movies of all time, Braveheart. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he said it, he usually says it's either that or. Um, Inception, favorite movie of all time. Okay. And I don't... So I've seen plenty of parts of Braveheart to feel like I know the gist of it. But then as we were talking about it, it's like, I don't think I've actually seen it all the way through. So I think we're going to actually do that this weekend is watch Braveheart. Oh. Um, I think it's Can like you, an uh, Irish think... war film, like it's in like, terms yeah. of... So it's technically like Nor- war, right? Yeah. Northern Ireland, Northern England, something like that. Right. So technically it would qualify as a war film. It's like fourteen um, hundreds or something like that, real old. Yeah, just not what we would, not what we're thinking of. We're thinking of like American Wars, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would yeah. count it as a war movie. I mean, it it's got Mel, it's it's got Mel Gibson, so, yeah. so it's it got to be count. a war movie. Yeah, it has to count. Sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, that's one to mention for sure. Is, is I'm sure Braveheart's on a lot of your lists as the best war movie, but. Anyway, Wes, we did that uh, with rather vigorous timing. Yeah. I, we went through that pretty quickly. I'd say we did a good job. Well, we did only do five. We did only, we did do, only five. do five. We didn't have a guest this time. I'm trying to give you guys a break. You know, we can't take up all of your afternoon with our voices. But no. if you prefer that, you can just go back into the catalog and listen to an episode you haven't listened to yet. Because that's, yeah. that's always yeah, an option. Yeah, just listen to the Jason Marsden episode again. I mean, I'm probably going to listen to it at least a dozen times. <laughs> just at to least. keep telling yourself, wait, I know Jason Marsden? Oh, Perry, I told so many people in the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I was on a amazing. call with Jason Marsden. They're like, who? And I'm like, Max Goof. And they're like, no way. You were no not. No way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and it's, definitely, it was also fun. Yeah. I was like... I was a like, plug. yeah, I mean, he was in Kim Possible and a Goofy movie and Full House and just kept dropping as many episodes as I could. Boy Meets yeah. World. Boy Meets World. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, that movie by um, Kevin Lima's wife, Brenda Chapman, is coming out tomorrow, I believe. Wow, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I don't know if it will be. In I theaters? think it's going to be actually. I think it will be in theaters. Let me check to see if it's going to be in theaters near me. I actually, I'm actually interested in watching this movie. It's called Come Away. It's about um, Alice, and it's it's a story as if Alice from Wonderland and Peter Pan were siblings, basically. Um, 
So it's an interesting, interesting uh, take on the story. It's got Angelina Jolie. Michael Caine is, uh, I'm sure it's a very, very limited role because it is a low-budget movie. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guarantee Michael Caine is, is barely mm-hmm. in it. But his name, his name is in the... Uh, the cast list here so uh yeah i'll have to check to see if that's in any theaters near me and check it out um because brenda chapman you know she knows how to make movies but i think this is her first uh first live action film and it's i think the first movie that's come out of uh twas entertainment the uh studio that kevin and brenda run as well so okay because remember he during our interview he talked about that movie a little bit about that project the uh the come away yeah. project anyway mm-hmm. so that's cool right. so this is fun Wes Wes the, the it, since you're watching Christmas movies yes dad did did you watch Klaus last year oh I saw pieces of it it's because you have to watch Klaus this year is Wes. it still on Netflix yeah it's it's a Netflix original because well, when I, I mean Netflix bought it at least because when I looked up Christmas movies today it was not on there but otherwise I would have watched it well I need to be committed when I watch it. Yeah, you need to be committed for Klaus because it's actually a, a f- fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. Yep, there's... Oh, hello? There she is, yeah. Yep. So good, so good. I'm going to definitely watch it when it is appropriate season to watch Christmas movies, which it is oh, not yet. yes it is. No, it's not. No, it's not, you silly. I'm going to try to just... I'm just, Listen, yes it is. <laughs> when I go home for Thanksgiving... I can tell you that those days when I'm at home, I'll be sitting in front of my TV watching Christmas movies. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that that pretty much wraps it up for today. We've got some fun episodes coming up, so stay tuned. I don't want to spoil too many of them, but you know, if you stay tuned uh, through 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 the Christmas season, you might hear a, an episode or two where Wes and I are in the same room recording again. So no, just like good old times. Wait, Perry, you didn't even tell me that. Did I not? No, you did. I, that was I, just, I was just trying to act surprised. Oh, well, good job. Oh, my. I can't believe I forgot to tell you. Wow. Are you just getting on a plane? <laughs> I bought a teleportation portal. Is it? Is it a teleportinator? <laughs> teleportinator. I'm going to take over the tri-state area. Oh, uh, man. For my brother, Roger, who was always my mother's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Okay. Wait a minute. What? I'm now thinking about his brother Roger and the dog Only Son. <laughs> Was Roger is Roger just that much younger? I don't even know anymore. Oh man, that is funny. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, well, as usual, well. go ahead and and. <laughs> <laughs> click that green follow button that black and green follow button on spotify or click that purple and white subscribe button on apple Podcasts so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes go ahead and give us a nice little uh follow on instagram at banter underscore pod or on facebook where we do a little less uh frequent posting but we'll still post and interact with you on facebook at banter podcast out to us on either of those and we will happily have a conversation with you so anyway it's been fun meeting some people on there recently a little bit mingling with some of the some of the listeners Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh anyway that that pretty much wraps it up and we will see you in uh in a couple weeks um indeed 
So, Wes, until that time, stay hungry. You gotta stay humble. And most importantly, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated.